Come one, come all to the After Dark Podcast. The podcast in which Sheriff Anthony does his best to wrangle Conrad through Westworld, one doggone episode at a time. So kick back and grab yourself some Apple Jack, or some Adam's Ale if that's your preferred poison, and get ready for these two wannabe cowboys to ramble the night away. Music was provided by the fantastic Nancy White and Jared Iscariot. Enjoy the show! Hello, and welcome to the Afterlife Podcast. I'm Anthony James, and that's Conrad. Hello, welcome to the future. <laughs> welcome to the future. We're back, back to the future. I actually was going to introduce this as, uh, well, I say the Afterlife Podcast, I don't say Westworld, but I was thinking, like, instead of talking about Westworld, we talk about Future World. But then I was like, hang on, am I leading Conrad down a road there? Is he going to start predicting that we're, we're still in a park? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a big fucking park, if it is. But, I mean, having said that, season two kind of, just threw any sense of boundaries out the window as far as uh, as far as park uh what's the word i'm looking for circumferences i guess yeah. are concerned so maybe this is a park just full of people maybe liam is uh is a uh, a host um version of ford in this particular um, in, in this particular park well no ford wasn't a puppet liam is a puppet uh all right guys as you as you can hear we are here to talk about season 3 of westworld not to give any spoilers, but Conrad has let me know before we started recording that he really loved this episode. So, Conrad, yeah. very briefly, why don't you say something to us about it? Uh, so, I I went into this episode and I was thinking, like, so the, by the end of season two, I was a bit like, okay, that was a mess. There was a lot of convoluted storylines. I didn't really feel like I was... I was I, I was following much of that through the whole thing and it was more there were like individual really good episodes that were more sort of character focused that, that kind of kept it above water. And then this one, oh my word. <laughs> it's it's like they it's like they were tapped into my brain nut and were like, What would what would Conrad like to see in this? And it's like, well, let's get some Vangelis sounding stuff in the score. Let's get some LA skyline with flying cars. Let's get some gig like gig um, economy crime going on yep. through an app. It's just like cyberpunk as far as the eye can see. And I was very, very into it. And also the best thing about it is that it feels like they either uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like charitable and say that they did it um, they did it deliberately. One of the biggest problems with season two, I think, and I, I said it at the end of the last season of After Dark, was that it was way too broad, I thought. Like, mm. they had way too many char- new characters, they had way too many storylines going on, and they didn't really do a good job of following or exploring any of them um, satisfyingly. Whereas in this one, it's like, you've got three characters. I, you could probably say there's one timeline by the end of this episode. There might be two, depending on where the, how the Bernard stuff shakes out. Mm. Um, but... Um, but you're really focused on um, on Dolores Bernard and uh, Aaron Paul's character, whose name is Caleb. Caleb that's it. Yeah, Caleb. Um, so you're really they've really kind of focused it down, and I think that does that allows you to kind of breathe in the world that they've created, which I'm really really looking forward to seeing more of. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I agree 100. With you. It was a real breath of fresh air when I first saw it as well. It's kind it's kind of strange because like. It feels like they've done their Westworld stuff now. Like they've almost done their Westworld stuff, and now they're sort of doing their take on like a Blade Runner esque, like the birth of the yeah. of, of the host. You know, that's how I sort of feel about it. I think they were they were sort of they, they told their story in the Westworld. Uh, although Bernard seems to be going back, so we'll find more about that uh, in yes, future episodes. That's true. But it feels like they wanted to do something different, but they still wanted to tell the story of this like sort of 
evolution of this of this host <coughs> people, I suppose you could say. This host people. Sure. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Uh, anyway, yeah, so that was that. Uh, so basically, like the, the idea of the whole episode is, is that um, Dolores is setting out to find the architect of some uh, data prediction algorithm thing called Rehoboam. And uh, Bernard is on the oh, run. I, I tried to spell that. I tried to spell it, and I was just like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how it's spelled. I've written it down multiple different ways in my notes. Give it a go. Go. Try. I've said, uh, I've settled on R-I-H-O-B-O-E-M. You're very close. Oh. R-E-H-O-B-O-A-M. Rehoboam. Okay. Uh, it's it's actually well, I always I always knew how it's spelled because I watch things with subtitles because I have children and just in case uh, whenever they were very small babies they would scream and uh, I needed to know what was going on so that's why I still oh, okay. have subtitles on but uh, but that's how it goes but anyway 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 this this episode was really really good um, there's this really really interesting sort of idea of uh, of humans being on loops as well now which I wanted to talk about first actually so you might have noticed that whenever Caleb wakes up. Uh, it keeps showing him waking up in his bed just the same way it did Dolores uh, in the first season and things like that. So it's like the idea is, and that they're talking about loops all the time, and then the, the, then you get brought in this idea. Now this was sort of hinted at before in the in the second season, I think, saying saying about how you know we're more the, the, they have to escape uh, the world to have freedom within the park. Maybe it was yeah. a bit nebulous at that point, but they're bringing that into 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 sort of the plot proper now. Uh, with the idea of this Rehoboam and they said it was a prediction algorithm as well as that you have these really mysterious black and white screens with like um, little little things moving uh, it kind of looks like the thing from Arrival you know the language of the aliens from Arrival yeah, uh, yeah and it's got yeah. like it's got like divergences coming out and stuff like that it says like divergence Los Angeles what do you take about this like so there's a lot of little hints of lots of things going on here what do you take from it at the very beginning well, um, at the very beginning, to be honest, I was just like, if I'm honest, I was just kind of like, I'm just going to treat this like a lovely hot tub. I'm just going to immerse myself in it. <laughs> I'm not going to think too much about anything that's happening. I'm just going to let it wash over me. Um, and and I'm, I'm like, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you get that that opening scene with Dolores and uh, and uh, the, the German man having his uh, microchip communion wafer. Um, and or and you've got your Vangelis in the score, and already it kind of sets up that there's going to be a lot of stuff in this episode that is not necessarily going to be explained, and you're not necessarily going to understand, and you just kind of need to allow yourself to to go along with. Um, and then you get to the the real kind of kernel of this. Uh, I I guess yeah, like the, the the these human loops with that's kind of realized within a human story with with Aaron Paul's character yeah. um Caleb, um. And I, I I know I've said it before, but I just need to reiterate that that whole like Rico app with like the gig economy yeah. for crime is one of the coolest ideas I've ever seen. Because I could one hundred percent see that being a real thing at some point yeah. in the future. You know, you've got maybe it is a know, real thing now. We're just we're just too. It clean. could be. It could be. Yeah. Like you've got your you know like your lifts and your Ubers, which is like let's decentralize all this so we don't have to give our workers any benefits. And it's just yeah. that taken to its like uh, extreme conclusion with crime. And this idea of Caleb's character just like going through the motions. Also, he works construction with what could be a wisecracking robot, which I was I'm I was really hoping we'd see more of. But maybe not. Maybe that's not gonna be that kind of show. But... They actually they, they, they did a reference in, in the uh, the framing uh, and the, the, the 
the where they were sitting or to that you know that old photograph of all oh, that old, old photo of the guys eating sandwiches on like the, the Empire State the building or whatever yeah. yeah yeah it was great um but uh but yeah so you get uh, i mean you get the amazing kind of cyberpunk talk like the cyberpunk dialogue uh, dialect where they're saying oh we don't want to get logged together and like calling things like pure voodoo it's great yeah, yeah. it was amazing but um yeah so you've you've got um by the end of this episode you have got a visual confirmation of a big glowing red ai ball thing yeah. which i presume is pretty uh pretty closely tied to the rehoboam uh, algorithm or maybe that is literally the I the, think he the, literally, the, like, Liam was, like, referencing this thing as Rehoboam. Yeah, so I think that is literally it. And and he t- talks about um, how his dad wanted to chart a course for every single person, which, mm-hmm. to me, is... Uh, and, and given Liam's position and, and the kind of uh, megacorp uh, power structure that appears to exist in the LA and London, actually, um, that they depict makes me think that the world is kind of guided by this algorithm that essentially says i guess it's kind of it's similar to how and again this is this is this is a a i don't know why i said again there i haven't said this before (laughs) but like it's like a it's like a western uh a western perception of how like china treats children where it's like takes like a children at birth and it's like you're gonna be a table tennis player and then they just like make them amazing table tennis players mm-hmm. and they compete at the olympics yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know how accurate that is but that's definitely like a western a, a fairly widely <laughs> held western perception of chinese athletes and uh, this is, feels yeah. like maybe like an, an appropriation of that idea where it's like this kid is born in la and it's like you're gonna be a computer programmer you're gonna be a construction yeah. worker you're gonna be a taxi driver to make sure and all this... the work all the jobs within the world are filled and yeah exactly yeah. and it just it just plots a course for them based on what skills it's sees them naturally developing the 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 easiest and i I guess the divergence thing is maybe when someone sort of wavers from the path that they have been set um Mm. it does also like actually now thinking about this it does beg the question if um every person's path is charted does that mean that criminals' paths are also charted? Yeah, no, I, that, I, yeah, 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 I know. Because yeah. that's a that's a very like Terry Pratchett uh, like thieves guild idea where it's like we have to have like the thieves guild because they regulate how much crime we allow in Ankh-Morpork, which is like a great a great uh, idea and one that I really hope we get in in this as well. Yeah, yeah, like the idea is they have to have this like app so that there's only the right amount of crime being done at yeah. any time. Yeah, because we need to have police, so like yeah. we need to have criminals as well. So let's keep that all in balance. Yeah, well, you know, also maybe as well, like the the system accounts for a low level amount of crime that doesn't trigger divergence. Um, uh, but yeah, obviously sometimes as well, like to get things done, you need to do some shady shit to do it. Now I'm not saying you know, hopefully not, no personals, no personals, of course. But uh, <laughs> the idea of personals, I mean, like what's there's what? personals by the end of it. Well, yeah, what, hang on, but what is a personal? Let's let's just break this down here. What does that mean? You explain to me, comrade. I, I mean, my understanding of it is it's stuff that is working with other people or people are like the targets of the crime, I guess. Um, you'll, so, like, you'll meet the person you're doing the crime for or something like that rather than... Well, so I he think only does go between something. I think it's they're doing a... Cr- so I didn't fully understand what they were actually doing with the person who like overdosed on that on that drug at the end because he was like i'll take him to a hospital so i think the idea is that they're they're sort of treating him and getting him back to where he should be like sort of as a a recovery mission you know but uh, but i didn't fully understand i i know they said like oh you know we don't want the hospitals of like the the state involved in this 
Um, which because he was really it. rich and powerful, and they didn't want uh, the image yeah. of him to be ruined. But I, I was I was trying to like kind of glean whether they were maybe robbing him as well, and that was like the actual job. But I guess maybe not. Maybe personals are just it's not even a crime it's just jobs that involve interaction with other people um because i think by the end of this episode we have pretty strong confirmation that caleb doesn't play very well with others because of potentially what happened with francis yeah Um, and that's another thing that i love about um the introduction of caleb's character is i mean you've got the voiceover of someone who is talking directly to him and it, it doesn't try to hide what it is it's pretty obvious that it's like oh this is his friend who he was in the forces yeah. with or whatever and, and clearly something bad happened to francis because we've never seen this character um and the idea that this is some kind of like ai therapy service that speaks yeah. through the with the voice of um of you know your, your a, a deceased loved one or something is is so nightmarishly dystopian but it's it's absolutely brilliant um but but that also confirms i think that caleb his position coming into uh the where he is at the end of this episode when he is uh reunited with or not reunited where he meets dolores and is clearly going to be forced to try and form a relationship with her of some kind through circumstances um it's like a classic setup you know he he's, yeah. he doesn't play well with others but oh no he's got to care for this injured injured woman let's yeah, see what yeah, happens yeah. yeah yeah no no exactly what you mean i i like the way i like the way this first episode sort of just kind of focused we'll talk about the subplots as well but kind of focused on these two's path into leading into meeting each other um yeah. i i think that this is a really interesting place to jump into the show like i think you could actually start watching here and not and like it could just view it as a new show it felt like a pilot to me in a way um yeah at the very beginning the way it started i will say i will give them props for finally actually changing a writing decision from a previous season and and doing it again but doing it better so for example in the season two do you remember whenever the actress Tulula, i can't remember her name uh went into uh the big server room and then the 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 like the military guy who was with her like you know fell for her seductive ways and we yeah. were just like what are you doing mate like this is ridiculous yeah, yeah. like why is she able no, to she's a robot and like and i just like i love the fact that when she this stranger even though she's a really good looking woman appeared half naked at this guy's door in the middle of the night he wasn't like oh Uga. you know he wasn't like he, yeah. was, he, he wasn't like that he was just like what the fuck are you doing here and i, yeah. I they made the right decision like you, you wouldn't act just because she's good looking you wouldn't be like you wouldn't be like come on in my dear you know yeah. You, like, yeah. <laughs> like they treat like that last season treated every attractive female host or every attractive woman like poison ivy in batman where they yeah. like emit a pheromone that makes men fall at their feet it's like that's not how it works guys so fucking weird like this so, Okay, I, I, yeah. I, I've got a question for you then. Talking about changing writing decisions, I, I, the, this is not necessarily them changing something. It's just questions I had coming out of this episode. Yeah. Um. But so there's a few things. So in that opening with uh, with with the German German man Jerry, yeah. um, who uh, who seemed like a real piece of work. To be honest, I'm not that sad that he bashed his head in. Um, that was he was stupid as fuck. Like let's be honest. That yeah. was I, when he killed himself. I was like, what a waste. What a waste of human yeah. life. Yeah. Just an absolute an absolute joke. <laughs> Um, okay, so Dolores describes herself in that scene as the last of her kind, which implies that she doesn't remember Bernard and Charlotte because they're her kind as well. Well, uh, well, I think that remember the idea is we don't really know. We we kind of we were thinking at the start of uh, at the end of last season that Charlotte must be like a version of her. 
you know yeah so yeah. like charlotte would come into the conversation the only one so i think she would view charlotte as herself like the only one that comes into conversation for me is bernard having said that is bernard different to her because bernard was created to be exactly like a living human so does she mean mm. she's the first of the last of her type as in in that she is uh she is in theory a created from a the ground unique, up post yeah unique but, ha- but having said that, like I'm assuming we're going to see Maeve again. You know, like I I don't know why she oh, maybe, well. maybe maybe <laughs> we'll she's get into Maeve. Yeah, maybe she's just full on supremacist now. You know, maybe yeah. I, well, so okay, there's that, and then there's Charlotte. Um, presumably host Charlotte. I I've got no reason to believe that human Charlotte has somehow come back to life from being shot in the head in the uh, in <laughs> yeah. uh, the second season. Um, I wouldn't put it past this show to just be like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> She's back. We've got the they've got the Bernie one. Timeline they can trickery. Put that on the head. Timeline yeah. trickery. That actually happens twenty years in the future. <laughs> so there, there is a great scene. Okay, I, I like, and I'm, I'm going to keep going on about this because I feel like I've ragged on on Westworld when it's bad. So I need to be uh, very, very effusive with my praise when when it deserves it. So you go from the the the, the Aaron Paul uh, crime gig economy stuff. Yeah. to uh the delos offices that are like these palatial yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing 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 looking yeah. offices like they are like i'm not i'm not normally one to fawn over establishing shots of pretty buildings because it's like whatever you know i don't care but um but it looks amazing the delos offices and you've got like the hover jets and then you get that ai that board meeting where it's revealed that there's like an ai proxy operating for some unnamed board member which is just great i just love that there's like I, an ai i, on I know the it's board. an unnamed board member i assumed that was william's seat i, I i've yeah, only seen this, yeah, se- yeah. this season once and i watched it like one week at a time when it was coming out on tv so i there are parts guys listeners that i don't remember so i'm not going to be as good as i have been in like dark and the oa and stuff in terms of being the one who's already seen it i can't remember everything but i'm still gonna be no spoilery because i you know obviously conrad hasn't seen it at all and i know kind of what's happening but i i i assume watching this again i can this is a detail which i can't quite remember i assume that was william seat which brings yeah i I would assume it is brings the question a few things like i don't view this this is the thing okay this see this this like uh, building was obviously unbelievable. It was great. I love this as the headquarters of Dallas. Having said that, I don't think this is something that William would have designed or William would have approved. This this like I maybe maybe it's like him keeping his man in black persona completely separate from his William. But this doesn't seem like somewhere where William would go to work to me. Well, he's like me. It's been established that he's like a philanthropist in the real world. Yeah. So maybe maybe he you know outwardly presents this you know palatial utopian. Uh, <laughs> office, um, and then inside he he would actually prefer it to be like this kind of very very rudimentary like brutalist structure, just a concrete block full of like uh, cubicles for people to work in or something. But I, I do know what you yeah. mean. It feels very flowery for um. If they go the to his office, black. if they go to his office, it's literally like it's got swing doors on it. You know, like saloon yeah. doors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Full on saloon inside his office. Yeah. Um, and just like thousands of pictures of Dolores just everywhere. Um, but okay, so I mean that that bit is amazing. I love the the AI proxy operating for mm-hmm. presumably William. I think that's a great little a great little little touch. Um, but the thing that struck me in this is that Charlotte is actively hunting for uh, Bernard by the sounds of things um, in that yeah. board meeting. Like she met, which given where we see them at the end of the uh, season two is the only thing that makes me think, oh, maybe the Bernard stuff is happening at a different timeline or something, because he is in some kind of um, sort of worker commune or something. Meat um, or something. Yeah, yeah, but it's... Uh, it, it, it's got... um. The, the, I mean, 
you know, I've talked about the 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 the, the setting for the Aaron Paul stuff and the setting or the the Caleb stuff and the and the Charlotte stuff. So I have to talk about the Bernard stuff as well, which is one of my favourite things in sci-fi. And it reminds me, did you, did you ever see Love, Death, and Robots? Uh, no, I didn't. The Netflix series. You should watch that. It's a, it's a good show. Okay. Um, it's basically like very short animated um, kind of one shots by different animation studios that are all kind of cyberpunky. Um, cool. And there's one of them that that is about basically like farmers on a planet, uh, a, a, a foreign planet with aliens, um, like kind of hostile aliens on it. And they like pilot mechs, but it's all very like kind of rudimentary agricultural technology. And it just has like mechs in the middle of it, like walking mech suits with flamethrowers and stuff. Oh, that's cool. And um, Bernard's kind of worker commute, you know, with this, 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 it's like a farm, but it's got kind of like little hints of, of, of high tech sci-fi. I love that aesthetic. And, um, and yeah, we get to see some of that when it cuts from, from Charlotte's uh, Charlotte saying she's searching for Bernard to actually seeing Bernard. But it, yeah, it, it's the setting is great, but I am also left with questions about why they split up from where they were at the end of season two. I have no answers. I can't possibly say. Maybe they just had an argument. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's an argument to the point where Dolores doesn't even view him as one of her kind anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah she no longer views him as the same species. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're only, you're only one of me if you agree with me. Uh, actually, that, that actually does kind of sound like uh, Supremacy. Yeah, that does. Um, that sounds exactly like her. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, oh yeah, but before we get... So, Dolores' storyline is really interesting. Like, she's like sort of undercover as like this woman called Lara, and she's getting yeah. in with this guy called Liam, who's like sort of the the son of the guy who created the Rehoboam system. And yeah. uh, she's well, getting insight. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of stuff that goes on here. It's really sort of like spy kind of. You know, she's like she's able like she's she's connected to some network. She's she's connected to the to the internet in her brain, and she's and she's saying things like book me a, a, a room in this building, uh, lease secured, zoom in there. You know, she's she's actually really turned into a proper robot, and I I, I love. Yeah. I think it's really really cool. Um, uh, there was also an appearance of uh, of you know the woman who can. Uh, I don't know, see your dreams or something in Guardians of the Galaxy. What's her name again? I don't know. But anyway, she's. Uh, oh, you know, was she in it? I don't remember her. Yeah, the blonde, uh, the blonde woman who's talking to Liam uh, in in place of someone called Serac or whatever. Oh, was that? I yeah. didn't. I didn't know. It's because they changed the hair color, and she doesn't have the like. like yeah, antenna I think she thing. actually does have like a face mask and stuff on in that role too, because she's literally like looks like a bug, you know. But yeah, I mean, uh, that, yeah that, now you say it. That it, it was unreasonable of me to assume that that's just what she looked like in real life because that was clearly <laughs> clearly makeup. Yeah, um, yeah, but what do you think about this whole uh, Dolores is a real robot now with spy capabilities and all this sort of stuff? Oh, I loved it. I loved the entire like the whole because like it's a great way of bringing the audience into a subplot. Like you've got this yeah. Liam insight Rehoboam guiding the potentially guiding the entire workforce of yeah yeah. I don't know, LA, America, whatever, whatever, like however far it reaches. Um, well, it's, it and, had the divergence uh, thing and then said London, so. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so they go to London as well. So Insight clearly have, um, I recognize that as the South Bank, just like to say, as a Londoner. I was but like, they didn't put a shot of Big Ben in. I would have loved to no, see we, are we futuristic they, yeah, Big yeah, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to have a plane and then dun, 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 dun. Oh, no, wait, that's the French national anthem. That's awful. Like, dun, 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 dun. I'll never, I'll never be forgiven. Well, you don't live in England even. anymore, so it's all right. They're not going to That's true. Yeah, yeah, I've left that, left that life behind. Um, but yes, I recognize it as the South Bank in London because I'm a, I'm a true blue Londoner. Uh, but uh yes so that i mean in insight operates in london as well um so it's implied that it's very far-reaching um and i i I love them using dolores 
as a character to as essentially like an audience analog to be like check out all this cool shit that's going on and this yeah. industrial espionage and and um you know the 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 politics of uh, the high-ranking members of different mega corporations i i think that stuff's all fascinating and I, I i loved it's just so compelling it's so compelling watching her go through it and and it's it's what i can't i'm not gonna say it's what they should have done in season two because they had totally different intentions for dolores's character yeah but i think the if, if they're not going to do any kind of meaningful development with Dolores's character, which they didn't really in season two, she kind of started as a fairly, uh, I, I guess you'd say she was the antagonist of season two to a certain extent. Kind of. She started yeah. as the, she started as the antagonist. She pretty much stayed the same way throughout the entire season, apart from a couple of conversations she had with like her dad and Bernard. Yeah. Um, and, and if they're going to keep with that sort of consistency of her characterization in season three, then at least use her as an analog to show us other new things to keep it interesting. Um, and I, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I know. I, I agree with you. I, f- I feel like even though she like kind of killed a guy, not really like manslaughter, maybe at the start. I, I, oh, I was, yeah. Yeah. She, <laughs> like, I, I mean, she, she was prepared to kill him. Let's be honest. Yeah. She did the low, she did the Loki, uh, the Loki, uh, you know, not, you know, the, the, yeah to mix loki and borat there but uh basically uh you know no, i really enjoyed i really enjoyed her in this and I, I feel like i'm on her side again you know what i mean um even yes, though maybe yes. we don't really know what her her intentions are we don't really know what she's trying to do but we're sort of on her side because we're in this strange new world where and and I'm, i am fighting for her and i said that to you at the end of the last season as well actually it was a bit strange because going from the antagonist into being on her side again it is a bit weird uh but but i'm sort of as I rewatch the season, I am I am remembering that you know that she is actually maybe my favorite character. Yeah. Like it's well, it's 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 very rarely that you get a TV show where my like my favorite character might be the main character. Like you know it's it's it, yeah. and I think Westworld. There's a lot of good characters in Westworld, but I think Dolores might be my favorite. I, I think, oh, Dolores is great, yeah. yeah. And, and 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 I think like that's that's kind of another one of my problems, I guess, with season two is that I I think the idea of making Dolores an antagonist was like fundamentally misguided because even though, you know, she was like, I want to bring down all humans. I I was still coming to her character being like, well, I mean, she's been treated like absolute shit by humans. So I kind of don't blame her really, even though like it, you know, I, I, I was never rooting against her. So I think it's a really smart turn for the character to be like, you know what? Let's put her in. She doesn't like humans that's fine let's put her in opposition to some really shitty corpo type humans like um uh what's his name tommy flanagan the, the scottish actor who plays martin yeah who's just a great bastard in everything that he plays he's sticking I, I around him. thankfully he's sticking around oh i was so happy to see him come back but i mean uh, just to just to briefly mention that scene where after after he rumbles her as as not who she claims to be and mm-hmm. takes her out to i don't i never didn't really understand what the plan was with her they, they sort of pumped her full of um some kind of sedative and then or poison i think it actually was because they were yeah, like, Give they it put to drugs you know to try and kill her i think and then it just yeah. didn't work it just didn't work but the way they shot that action scene with yeah. like uh the Pulp. the uh the rear view camera for the yeah. for the car uh and common people playing amazing yeah and common people yeah that was oh, so good and then it just ends with the dude like ah like stumbling in the background yeah. like bleeding from the neck and then like coming towards the camera as dolores runs him over i was like it's great that's a great action yeah. sequence i thought i thought uh, it was really good i i, I will say as well i i uh, um, I didn't meet my wife Emma in Saint, <coughs> in Saint Martin's College, like the uh, song "Common People" says. But she did go to Saint Martin's College, and I, that's why every time I listen to the song, I'm like, ha, 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 "There it is! There it is!" Uh, is Saint Martin's in the fields. Is no, that the it's, uh, oh, this is a, Cent- a Cent- Central Saint Martin's, the uh, art college in London. That's where Emma went. 
but uh but yes it's very very uh very cool i love like the idea now that we can have any song we don't have to have it on like a a, a janky old piano playing you know common people we can just have Um, common people there will based on what happens at the end of this episode with mave though there is 100% going to be like an old gramophone playing like <laughs> like on like a little you know like broken needle recording playing something like i don't know Mr. Brightside by the Killers or, so, or something <laughs> as as but like a ragtime version of it while the Nazis march through Italy oh god that's hilarious uh okay so there was there was a few more things i want to talk about here a few more things like so we've, we've covered we've covered most of it i think or most of the main plots plot points um but there was one thing i want to talk about and that is the world building so okay we've talked a lot about retrospective world building in season two with the brain nuts and the uh and the little the socket where the brain nuts can go into the yeah. uh into the into the tablets and all which weren't there in season one now yeah. obviously we're in a completely different location so it's pretty easy to uh to sort of meld everything together in your own mind i don't get too annoyed by much but i will say there's a few things which i'm questioning and think that they did like are kind of making making up the world as they go along, which you know I'm not going to blame them for it, but I want to point them out. The first thing is is that the little uh, I don't know why everyone in this world is is chowing down on the body of Christ all the time. Uh, oh. There's little Eucharist wafers. Uh, what are those things? Are they like I, what is going on there? Like, I was I, I I made a joke about it like the first time I saw it, and I was like everyone's everyone's doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe it's, everyone's just the, Catholic. The in newest, this, in the this, newest uh, drug around, the newest drug around, the body of Christ. The body um, of Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the it's the best thing for you. It'll cure <laughs> yeah. what ails you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, okay. Well, that's what the signs on the country roads tell me. But um, basically, Jesus is, is is everywhere. That's that's one thing. Jesus is back. Why did we never see medicine being taken? Like we saw a lot of humans who were injured in Westworld season one and two. Never once did we see a way to just a little Bernie wand thing to be like that'll fix that bullet yeah, wound where's in it, his head. Where's that technology? Why are they not have that technology of the rule? No, it's just little wafers. We didn't see one. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a word, and I, th- this is this is my suggestion for what's in those wafers: nano machines. Nano machines. Yeah. All right. Well, go for Catholic nano machines. They're all wearing little little. What are they called? <laughs> Cassocks. Is that what Catholic priests wear? I have no idea. Oh yeah, no, well, cassock. Uh, cassock is some is sort of cassock? religious garb. Yeah, I don't, but I don't know, don't know whether it's Catholic or Christian in general. Anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. This doesn't is not matter. the place to come for religious dialogue. Now the question is actually. Now this is actually a good question. Is it is it Christian in general or is it specifically Catholic? Because if it was Christian in general, then that is just the wafer in place of the body of God. But if it's a Catholic religion, as we all know, it is literally the body of God. So is this? I'm, is, about, is to, this, I, I'm, I'm about to blow your mind here. Okay. Body of, if, body of Christ, sorry, not body of God. Yeah, right? it's the body of Christ. What if they're all Catholic and they are actually ingesting bits of the Rehoboam machine <laughs> and that's the body of God? Oh, It's God. a metaphor! So, yeah, okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Blown think, wide think, open. I've think, blown this whole thing wide open. I think you've got it. I, I actually think you've got it. But I, all joking aside, I do, I do think there is there is some sort of symbolism going on with uh oh, with, yeah. Re- yeah, a re- absolutely. Uh, with a religious imagery here like the idea of everyone's yeah. following a dogma you know um eating anyway. small wafers yeah that just so <laughs> yeah, happen yeah. to look like something's going on uh, maybe jesus isn't yeah. at the heart of it but maybe what does rehoboam mean i didn't even look it up what does it mean maybe it means son of god or something. there's no way that's a real word there's absolutely no way rehoboam is a real word i can't i refuse to acknowledge no no 
really? Oh, okay. I, I would. I would I've never looked it. it up, but I would assume it's the name of something from some ancient Greek or ancient Latin or ancient. Something. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, Wikipedia first result. Rehoboam was, according to the Hebrew Hebrew Bible, the go. last monarch of the United Kingdom of Israel and the first monarch of the Kingdom of Judah. Gotcha. So there we go. There you go. We've cracked this brain nut yeah. wide open. So they're bringing in the old. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a world religion, Rehoboam, because it's not only the the Hebrew. It's also they're also. Uh, well, I suppose you know Christianity came from that part of the world too. So, well, there you go. This is this is a big Westworld swinging hard for the fences here, and we'll see how it gets goes goes, goes for them. Uh, I, I, I'm sure QAnon had an absolute field day with this when they were just like, <laughs> okay, it turns out there actually is a global Jewish conspiracy by the by the, by well, the sounds of things. Yeah, well, the QAnon wouldn't ever ever spot it anyway. Like it's QAnon. No, it, that's true. Isn't QAnon for people who have uh, inclinations towards younger people trying to pretend that they're catching other people who have inclinations yes. towards younger people? Yeah, that is, yeah. It's, it's for people who don't believe in birds and things like that. It's just like... <laughs> right, okay. Um, another thing. I don't know if you caught this. It okay. was only a very simple, simple little line. Um, but the idea is that Caleb has had his implant removed. Uh, did you catch that? Uh, I didn't actually. But I, 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 the idea of um, of like everyone being chipped yeah. in, in like is, is, is a kind of very well-worn cyberpunk tradition and the idea of like the chipless being the kind of bottom michael chipless (laughs) that's what we'll call him from now on that's caleb's that's caleb's nickname caleb michael chipless whatever his surname is um yeah so but the idea of like the 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 people without chips being like the bottom rung of society just forgotten by everyone um is is uh is is well-worn territory so i i'm not surprised that they're doing that yeah, question though. Uh, were the humans from his first two seasons chipped? Yes, I'm going to say they must not have once been, did they, they mention an implant. Not once did they, they mention. You know, I don't, I don't mention my BCG jab that I had when I was 14. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, part <laughs> yeah, this is what you do. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, 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 actually, well, one last thing then. If everyone's praying to Rehoboam and eating Christian little wafers and all. Why did we not mention Rehoboam one time in the first two yeah, seasons? That would have—that's the kind of thing that probably would have come up at some point. <laughs> like people turning up and, and being like, "Oh, Rehoboam didn't predict this for me at all. I'm really, really like taking a yeah. taking a walk down on the wild side." But no, never once mentioned, despite it apparently guiding everyone's existence. Or maybe it's maybe it's something that actually people don't really know about. You know, like that would ta- actually. Yeah, that would be more. In- I I think that could be interesting if they're like if it's guiding everyone's existence, but only a, a select few actually know like who that work it, that at, it's the, at the thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like you know how uh, I don't know. Use Facebook as an example. Yeah. Like the idea that like social media uh, and particularly stuff like Facebook mm-hmm. kind of tacitly uh, or not tacitly is not the right word, but like um, subconsciously guides people's political and social opinions yeah, yeah. by sh- only showing them certain things. That either confirm or, or or another way like agree with what they already think, and that's yeah. kind of what Rehoboam is maybe doing, just being like, hey, maybe maybe you want to go to pilot school, and uh, and and sending people down that path. Yeah, well, we've talked about it before. Like, I don't know why, but there there was, <laughs> there was a woman who was making some sort of uh, bit of furniture. It was months and months ago now. I can't remember what, but I like I watch a lot of carpentry videos, and this woman was making it, and it just so happened that on the on the thumbnail she was wearing yoga pants. And YouTube has recognized that, that I want to see lots of yoga pants now rather than the carpentry. So it has a hierarchy of what it chooses. So it took me a long time to clear my feet of all that sort of thing. But uh, it's similar to her Rehoboam. Rehoboam bum, right? So that's that's where it comes from. But uh, 
<laughs> this primary school jokes. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I think I think I think it probably. You, it's interesting you mentioned Facebook there because I actually um, thought in season two, way back when, whenever they were doing like the collecting of the data of everyone, I think they are making a statement on social media companies, and maybe that's what they're doing here too. They're making. A social oh media yeah, I mean Liam is one hundred percent a Zuckerberg. Like he, yeah, he's yeah. just like he, he's you know like a kind of young uh like uh san francisco tech billionaire who is who seems fine but probably actually isn't in the grand scheme of things yeah zuckerberg's dad uh son uh so his his dad would have been zuckerberg because his dad created yeah, the I guess thing so. yeah yeah well anyway there we go uh anything more you wanted to talk about conrad this episode was uh, well, we got to great we, we got to talk about the mave stuff very quickly like the stinger with mave uh, oh I, did, I, did, I didn't see that at all oh okay so there's a post well, I, I, it's I, not actually post before, credits so, yeah it's a mid-credit sequence. Like, I wasn't. I was literally getting ready to turn the episode off because normally I don't watch the the, the credits because there's not anything yeah. in them. But about halfway through the credits, uh, Maeve wakes up looking like um, Agent. What's her name? Peggy Smith from the Marvel Peggy Carter. stuff. Peggy Carter. That's it. Yeah, of course, Agent Carter. Um, you know, with the you know, she's got the hair, the roller <laughs> hair, the hair thing, <laughs> uh, and and she wakes up and there's a man tied to a chair, uh, and a, I think there's a dead man, and it, it looks very forties, and then she opens the window and there's a bunch of like Nazi flags uh, hung on buildings and soldiers <laughs> marching around, and I was a bit like, okay, oh this Conrad, this... this this is what I was saying to you last season when I said to you, guess what the worst world you would ever want to go on yeah. holiday is? What? Who on earth is like, you know what I would really like to live through, and that's the most destructive war in human history let's yeah. let's go and see like there's because there's no like even even like, i know world war Two does get romanticized to a certain extent um you know with like the the good guys versus the bad guys yeah but i mean even within that romantic view there's very little scope for any other kind of story apart from you are going to fight in a war like there's not fucking love blooming on the battlefield in world war Two. like it's it's just it's just a nightmare. I don't know why. I guess uh, yeah. maybe the spy stuff is compelling to some people. Well, I think it, as well, like there would be people who go just because they want to kill Nazis. Um, or be Nazis. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, which is very <laughs> ironic to me because, uh, <laughs> yeah. because like there is sort of a certain fascistic tendency in the people who uh, would go and want to kill things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's very yeah. ironic that the idea of that, but... It's like, uh, have you ever seen that episode of Peep Show where Mark makes friends with a guy who's a reenactor, um, and and they're they're dressed up as German soldiers, and it. his friend his friend is like, it basically it's secret. It turns out that his friend is racist by the end of the episode, but he's like dropping in little hints throughout the episode, and one of them is they're reenacting, and you know they're ter- they're dressed as German soldiers, and his friend insists on doing the Sieg Heil, and is then told off by one of the other reenactors, being like, you're not supposed to do that. Um, so I think that's probably the type that this world is is uh, attracting oh yeah 100 percent. like you know i would i would say this is going to attract a lot of people who are from certain websites going it's just jokes man it's just yeah jokes. we're just just laughing about it guys so it's not they, they go and they torture jews for two weeks in in, the, in this war world and then they go home and say yeah i killed so many nazis like it's just jokes man yeah they just hide what they did you know yeah it, i mean it seems i don't think it would be that fun it's all I'm gonna say. I don't think the war no, world no, no, no. would be that great, and I also think, I mean, in terms of, I know you know money isn't really an issue for Delos, but in terms of the budget it would cost to run it, you know, like a cowboy world with you know a a, a person on horseback or a little camp every two hundred meters or whatever, that's no. one thing. A, a a literal war with millions of people on either side, and like 
constant artillery barrages is like that's they had to ask for permission <laughs> to set off a single stick of fucking dynamite to blow <laughs> yeah. open a jail cell in season one how on earth are they getting permission for an artillery barrage in this well it is it's in that uh, italy nazi occupied italy so i don't know how much and it's already occupied so i don't know how much actual proper frontline fighting oh, okay be. they're not gonna do like monte yeah. casino or something yeah. Like, just be like yeah we're doing a full yeah. offensive the, yeah i don't think they're gonna be able to do that but 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 I, what i will say as well this is like sort of i i think that, that also the romantic idea of like killing hitler right um yeah. i think like the people who like i'm gonna kill hitler that's i think that would be really unhealthy for society the idea yeah. of someone actually going and physically like having to fight and kill imagine being the type of person who, who thinks to themselves i want to prove to myself <laughs> that I could have saved all of those people who died. Yeah. I want to prove yeah. to myself that I could have been the hero. I think it, that's actually it, a really unhealthy attitude. Yeah, it is. And, and it fundamentally like misunderstands like the causes of and, uh, of World War II and the things that perpetuated yeah. it. But also, I mean, if you think about that logically, if, if that was one of the selling points, like, be the guy who killed Hitler. Um, yeah. Only one person can, can kill Hitler on one loop, you know, one week or whatever yeah, yeah. before he cycles back in. So it's going to be like in the bad old days of World of Warcraft, when you get people like queuing up for the mining resource nodes because only one person can use it at a time. So you, you'd have people booking like years in advance being like, when's the next Hitler rotation? Let me, I need <laughs> yeah. to, I need to get in there. I need, that needs to be me. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I, I, I just don't, you know what the only, you know, the only world I would actually think would be brilliant and actually help our, our society. What's that? Like a hunting world, you know, it's like you go there, yeah. don't kill real animals, go and go and hunt in this you know, it's like a video game, but it's like you know, just make these with things. You know, it's kind of like duck shooting. Fantasy- uh, like, well, yeah, oh, that would be great. But also, just like a fantasy world, like oh, what yeah. happened with fucking dragons or something. Like that, you're literally limited by the scope of your imagination here, and all you can come up with is cowboys, samurai, World War Two. Like, come on, guys! <laughs> like someone read Lord of the Rings. Like do that. Have yeah, that well, world. Why don't they have like uh, like Atlantis or something? That, oh, that'd, that'd be, be cool. so good. Uh, well, okay. We'll, we'll write in for next season for uh, uh, Kevin Kevin Nolan and Lisa Joy. Is that his, is Jonathan, that his first Jonathan. name? Jonathan Nolan. Don't know where I got Kevin Seems like from. a Kevin. Seems like a Kevin. Uh, we'll write all in right. and be like, please do Atlantis for the next season of Westworld. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, right, okay. Well, thanks very much, guys. We are here. If you want to ask us any questions or uh, get any theories from Conrad, if Conrad missed anything that you think he could theorize about, uh, let us know. Um, and we will be back next week, hopefully on time. Sorry about the delays and stuff. We've got issues all over the place. Conrad being sick, my computer being an idiot, and all this sort of stuff. So thanks very much, uh, and we'll catch you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.